0: This is a WTOP original podcast. From Podcast One. Coming up in this episode of Target USA.
1: The largest scale counterterrorism operation since 1945
0: in Germany happened this morning. hans Jacob Schindler is senior director of the Counter-Extremism Project.
1: This was a fairly serious attempt of a group of individuals to organize nothing less of a coup d'etat in Germany. Um, They belong to some delusional conspiratorial movement called the
0: Reichsbürger. A massive national, regional, and global development. Coming up on this episode of Target USA. The National Security Podcast. From WTOP in Washington, D.C., this is Target USA. This is Target USA, the national security podcast. I'm JJ Green. For decades, we've been hearing reports that there are people living amongst us here in the U.S. and in other countries as well that don't like the way things are. They don't like the system of government that exists in the U.S. and in these other countries. And they are actively looking for ways to upend those governments. This happened in Germany today. And there was a massive police raid that took place across the entire country. More than 3,000 people, law enforcement, were involved. Dozens of people were arrested. Uh, And this was a legitimate attempt to upend the government in Germany. Joining us to talk about this is Dr. Jacob Schindler, Senior Director of the Counter-Extremism Project. Something absolutely extraordinary happened today in Germany. Well, not today, but it's been happening for a while, but it was exposed today. Dr. Schindler, I have a few questions I want to ask you, but um, why don't we start with what happened?
1: Well, thank you so much, JJ, for having me. In a nutshell, the largest-scale counterterrorism operation since 1945 in Germany happened this morning. Um, This was a fairly serious attempt of a group of individuals to organize nothing less of a coup d'etat in Germany. Um, They belong to some delusional conspiratorial movement called the Reichsbürger, which maintains that the German political structure is illegitimate Because the German Reich did not cease to exist on the 8th of May, 1945, but continues to exist. And therefore, everything that goes on in Germany right now is uh, illegitimate. For the first, this is since the 1980s. For the first couple of years, these individuals were not this particular part of individuals, but there are about 21,000 individuals in Germany who hold that belief. They're fairly harmless idiots, uh, blended their own passports, refused to pay taxes, um, uh, harassed local authorities, pretty much like the sovereign citizens movement in the United States, really. Um, But increasing the last couple of years, and particularly after COVID, they turned violent. And today was just the worst expression
0: of that. So let's make sure we get a grasp on just how big this is. You said this was the largest counterterrorism operation in Germany since 1945, and that this was nothing less than a coup d'etat. How close were they to executing this plan?
1: Look, I mean, this is not Africa. So there was no chance that they would bring out, uh, bring down the German government with what they were planning. But they were able to exhort quite a lot of violence on local level. So this morning, 3,000 police officers um, looked at 130 objects, rated those in 11 out of the 16 German federal states. So pretty much everywhere, including in cooperation with the Italian and the Austrian police forces, um, two further arrests, one in Austria, one in Italy. Um, This is a cell of 25 individuals who are the main perpetrators, 24 uh, 24 men, one woman. The woman being a former member of parliament of Germany, of the AFD, Alternative for Germany, who worked nonetheless as a judge in Berlin and was arrested today. Then you have 27 other suspects who are part of the wider support network, and since November 2021, this group of 52 people planned out a coup d'etat in Germany, how to bring down the German government by meeting out violence on a local level. So they scouted energy installations, they scouted local authorities, they scouted German military installations, and therefore initiate some kind of a civil war. In their warped mind, and this is where the Reichsbürger meets Kianen, um there was about a deep state invasion of some kind happening in Germany. And that's why they wanted to have to done this now. And this is also why the police moved on them now.
0: Hans, how are people in Germany digesting this?
1: Look, this is the most serious expression of a accelerist trend that we have, accelerationist trend that we have. So there is a part of the violent fighting extremist uh, milieu um, in Germany, as uh, as you have in the United States, who says that society, the economy, the political system is about to break down, and the accelerationists say, if it's breaking down, why don't we hasten it along? This is part of that broader thinking. There was a similar network, um, arrested a couple of years ago, called the Hannibal Network, who planned something similar. They also had purchased, you know, 20,000 uh, um, body bags already, and had made a death list of who they wanted to execute in Germany um, once they are succeeding. So this is not the first time this happened, but this seems to be bigger, badder, and wider than the Hannibal network. Again, you know, reservists from the armed forces involved, one member of the KSK, the special forces uh, unit of the German military, which is not that large, so one member is quite a lot, um, being involved, um, the judge being involved. So, I mean, it's, it's serious.
0: So, what does this tell you about the? <coughs> excuse me. What does this tell you about the future in Germany in terms of this organization and others like it?
1: Well, I mean, the good thing is it was recognized. They were actually investigating a different Reisberger group. So the Reisberger, the twenty-one thousand individuals who are sympathizing with these kind of ideas, are really loosely organized individuals who basically say, I don't recognize the state, to smaller networks and groups. And they were investigating a different part of that movement. And these 21,000 individuals are under observation by the domestic, federal and state-level intelligence services on a a revolving basis. There was a different group who tried to kill the German health minister, Karl Lauterbach. In the framework of that investigation, they came across this group of idiots. Uh, And then they started investigating them and found out that since November 2021, they actually planned this. They procured weapons. They scouted the targets. So they were quite advanced as far as the indictment uh, makes uh, belief.
0: When you look at the work that you do on a daily basis, and you and your organization have been very far out in front of most other organizations in terms of the kinds of things that you you work on and you've been very predictive about behaviors and and global phenomena and you mentioned in in your discussion here a little bit about what what's been going on here in the U.S. Um, and so I'm wondering did this come as a total or complete or did was it a surprise at all to you that something of this scale would happen in Germany? Not at all, really,
1: because I mean, we do have, I mean, the scale and the depth of this is, of course, surprising, but everyone was expecting of what the AFD called a hot autumn, um, where, you know, just after the COVID crisis, we now have inflation, we have cost of living crisis, we have an energy crisis, we have the war in Ukraine, and the right wing extremist milieu, as such, wants to take advantage of that. So everyone expected something to happen, you know, the plot against the health minister is really an expression of this. This one is another expression of this. So, yes, of course, right-wing extremism and terrorism is not a quaint little threat. It can get very fast, very serious. And once you are in this conspiratorial frame of mind, as the Reichsberger are, as QAnon are, as election deniers on your end uh, um, are, you know, the next step to violence is always a very small one.
0: But Hans <laughs> the idea of a group of people this size planning to overthrow the entire government is grandiose on any day as you say but the thing that really kind of sticks in my mind about this is the delusional kind of thinking that an organization and people like this may may engage in to do what it is that they try to do but beyond beyond that People who are delusional and people who are not really looking at the true picture of life are sometimes what we call true believers, and they will go to inordinate extremes, and you deal with this all the time in your work in terrorism. Is this group like that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, look, first of all, this is the beginning of the investigation. So
1: uh, I think these individuals were fully aware that 52 people can't hack it, and they're there must be more individuals who at least vaguely supported this whole thing. And I'm quite sure this is not the end of what we see uh, as far as arrests and rates are concerned, because it, it seems very serious. Um, clearly, again, you know, social media was the way they organized. And my organization has been very, very open that these companies simply let these things going ahead. And this is another example. Uh, where a company could simply make communication much harder and they haven't. So again, big failure here. And, you know, we in Germany, we say we got away with a blue eye. So the guys got arrested before they could move. But, you know, this is not going to happen every time. And even if, you know, they wouldn't be bringing down the local government, uh, the, the German government, there would be violence. They were willing to kill people. Uh, And all that would have happened is that, you know, the government would still exist, but people would be dead, right? Uh, And social media companies, Telegram and others, where they organized, again, ignored this. And I'm quite sure they were openly talking about this.
0: Can you explain or go into a little bit of detail about um, what their plan was for how they wanted to run things in Germany and who would run it and, and all that?
1: Yeah, so out of the 25, there is a head of the group, which is an aristocrat of a lower aristocratic family who's always been quite vocal, um, lives near Frankfurt, uh, real estate developer, Was always been quite vocal that he doesn't like the democratic structure of Germany, funny enough, no? because aristocrats no longer have power in this country, um, and they had actually divided responsibilities, So there was one guy uh, who was supposed to be taking care of health matters, the other one for interior politics, next one for foreign, foreign politics. So they actually had set up something like a government structure once they would have been successful. And to top it all off, they tried to get in touch with people, actually officials from, no less, the Russian Federation to get some kind of agreement here. Luckily, the indictment makes clear the Russian Federation didn't, react to those overtures that they made. The Kremlin has denied it, and for once they actually told the truth, um, that they hadn't responded. Um, So, you know, it didn't go far in that direction, but clearly they made attempts, even outside Germany, to get contact. So they were serious in what they were doing.
0: So, back to the Russian Federation part of this, um, disinformation and um, many different types of Um, hybrid warfare, which involve information, information warfare, have led to a lot of similar um, actions in the U.S. I mean, there are people who decided that they were going to kidnap a couple of sitting governors, you know, in the the U.S. in the last few years, which is akin to this, but on a much smaller scale. And they were inspired no less by disinformation that came from Russia. Is there, to your knowledge, any uh, information or anything that suggests that these people were inspired, uh, directed or driven by any of that that's going on in that Russian disinformation bubble?
1: Um, Directed, um, there's absolutely no indication of what we now know um, at this point uh, by the Russian side, I would say for now, no. Um, Where they got the idea that there is some kind of deep state invasion of Germany about to happen, that obviously must come from the fake news sphere in Germany, which is, of course, for very obvious reasons, in the last couple of months, heavily permeated by Russian attempts to simply sort discord, um, fear, uh, misinformation, to bring down the resolve of the German and European and American population in their support with Ukraine. So there may be, as the investigation progresses, a indication that some of Russian misinformation also fed into this. But at the moment, at least as far as the indictment of this morning was concerned, or is concerned, there is not yet an indication that there was more than this attempt from the group self, itself to make contact with officials from the Russian Federation.
0: Now, you mentioned early in this uh, discussion that this was the largest counterterrorism operation since 1945 what made this a counterterrorism um uh, of act, act what made this a counterterrorism operation
1: well i mean once you have a structure of more than 3 people um, and you are procuring weapons to meet out violence uh, to pro- further your political aims that falls under the definition of terrorism in germany um, therefore and the politicians uh and uh, the police forces talk about a counterterrorism operation, not a counter extremism operation, because these guys were ready and willing to use violence and only were prevented from using violence because they're now in prison. So this is a prevented, as I said, coup d'etat would be one definition, a terrorist attack is the current language that is used.
0: All right. So um, I think last thing here, um, the United States, we seem to always have people who watch these things and and, and, and try to copycat these things. Um, Any thoughts about what the US needs to perhaps keep an eye on here?
1: Well, I mean, the last election in the US went better than everyone expected as far as violence is concerned. So good. Um, Hopefully um, the last election results also takes a little bit wind out of the sails. But you do have a former president who wants to suspend the Constitution now. And it's not exactly met with a lot of resistance from his own party. I wouldn't put down the possibility that similar ideas and networks would also uh, come up in the United States, obviously a much larger country, which much larger also security capabilities and monitoring capabilities. But I mean, domestic violence, domestic terrorism in the United States is certainly a growing threat. And I think the FBI and the intelligence service in their last assessment even have said so, that this is now a more serious threat then Islamist terrorism at this particular point in the United States.
0: The very but way. you don't
1: have the statutes to deal with it. You don't have a domestic terrorism charge. We in Germany have. Doesn't matter whether it's terrorism outside or inside. Terrorism is terrorism, right? Legally speaking.
0: I see. Thanks. Very last thing. Um, we in the United States, um, we we sometimes don't ask the right questions about things that are happening overseas in these important situations. So, what haven't I asked you? That you think we need to be thinking about today as it relates to this story? I mean, this QAnon aspect must have had a
1: US connection. So maybe there are individuals who were in touch with these guys uh, in the US as well. So this would bear further analysis, and I'm sure the German security forces are going to do this, but it clearly shows you that these QAnon theories immediately can translate into violence. If you think there's a deep state that is actually calling the shots. The step to mete out violence, to resist this illegitimate deep state, alleged deep state, is a very, very short step. So, you know, watch out. We, at least we can prosecute all of them now because of their weapons procurement, because it's not legal, uh, unless you go through certain uh, uh, procedures in Germany, possess a weapon. You don't have that advantage. So yeah, it's perfectly fine to have weapons in your country, which means the ability to mete out violence
0: is much higher. Dr. Jacob Schindler, Senior Director of the Counter-Extremism Project. That's it for this episode of Target USA. Coming up in our next episode, we said last week we were going to bring you an episode this week about unrest in China. We didn't do it for good reason, and I don't think you're going to hold it against me. We won't say what will happen next week because things are happening around the world very quickly and there are a few things that are happening. counterterrorism, intelligence, espionage, war. A number of different things are brewing. So next week, just know we will be back with another brand new episode with some very important news. That's coming up on the next episode of Target USA. In the meantime, if you have any questions or comments about the program, send me an email. You can reach me at jgreen at wtop.com. The letter J, the color green, one word, at whiskey tango J jgreen at wtop.com. Also, please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Twitter. We're at TUSA Podcast. That's at Tango Uniform Sierra Alpha Podcast. And if you want more national security news, you can sign up for my newsletter. It's called Inside the Skiff, and you can sign up at WTOP.com email. I'm J.J. Green, and this is Target USA, the National Security Podcast.